I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Ah. I tell you every week, and I remind you, that's as good as it's going to get. It is all downhill from here. You can tell by that song that that was Cameron. Hi! I'm Michael, and we've <laughs> gathered together to tell you that rules are always in effect until they aren't. Okay. That makes, <laughs> sure, that makes sense. All right. Unfortunately, okay. I, it's not a fun week. No, it has not been a fun it week. It has not been a fun week. It has not been a fun week in life. It has not been a fun week in the news. It has just not been fun. No. So we are sitting here on a weird and dreary day. You have some sort of tea. Yep. <clears throat> and allergies. Ugh. I have apple cider. She's got the Rona. Don't let her fool you. She got the Rona. Mm, she, I cut grass last night. She got the Rona. Afternoon. She got the Rona. I cut the grass. And now my snooze is stuck up. Rona. <laughs> Rona. You ain't right. Rona. I got Rona Cameron over there instead of Typhoid Mary going on. So, Oh, my gracious. Pray for me. Uh Yeah, pray for you. (laughs) All right. You want to dive in? Sure. All right. This is important because this is the most serious story we may have ever covered as far as, you know, life and death issues and things like that. So, Okay. But I think it sets the stage for the other two stories that we'll deal with. So I don't have anything to read for this story. I'm just simply going to say the name because most people will know what it is. The Micaiah Bryant death. Now, I don't have any one story because nobody's going to look at it and have all the details. But if you don't know what this story is, this is a teenage girl who was in some sort of a fight and at some point got her hands on a knife. Now, there are conflicting reports. Some news reports say she called the police before getting the knife. Other reports say that the people she was trying to stab called the police. So I have no idea which one's true, to be honest with you. I don't care. Gotcha. All right. Officer showed up. When he showed up, she was yelling and threatening another girl, threw her to the ground, and then proceeded to try to go after another girl. Okay. The officer, she sees Micaiah Bryant with a knife on top of a girl, tries to pull her off. Now, based on like the six or five people standing around watching this, including Micaiah Bryant herself, the officer's the smallest person in the crowd. All right. He tries to pull her off, can't. She leaves and goes after the other girl. When she has that girl pinned against the car, the officer yells at her to stop. She doesn't. He takes out his firearm and shoots her four times. Okay. She dies. All right. That happens when you get shot. Okay. This is one of those situations. Now, look. Now, there have been... I am not a... I am not a police-can-do-no-wrong person. No. They're human like no. everybody else. Just just like everybody else, there are pastors that are good. There uh-huh. are pastors that are terrible. There are human beings that are good. There are human beings that are terrible. I'm not talking in the eternal sense. I'm just talking about in the general behavioral sense. Yeah. So there are cops that are good at their jobs, care about their communities that they police, seek to do what is right, and try to you know operate above board. Yes. There are cops that are scumbags. Because there are human beings that are just genuinely scumbags, and police officers are not exempt from this group. No. No, So, have there been unjust police shootings? Yes. Yes. Have there been justified police shootings? Yes. Yes. Can we make a solid determination right now based on what I just told you what happened here, whether or not that was it or not? I don't know. 
Mm-mm. I would think really. yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, if I was the cop, I see why he did it. The same token, why do we have to have instant reactions to everything? Because we live in an instantaneous world. If you are happy about something, if you are sad about something, as soon as you hear it, we instantly have to respond. Is how we've been groomed, sort of say, through social media. There's there's no repercussion for any response that you have nowadays. You can just blindingly give your opinion online for whatever it is that's going on that you read about. And there's no repercussion for your opinion being ill-informed or even flat out wrong due to you don't know in the facts. So therefore, we can be instantly just there in the moment. We can live, literally live in the moment, even though we have no idea all the other moments that created that moment. I think what's confusing to me is, now look, this, this should be more than anything a commentary on the brokenness of our society. Yes. That a teenage girl, she's like 15 years old. And there are several other people around her, and no that, one's willing to. That a 15 year old girl has a knife literally going at the throat of another human being, another teenage girl. That alone, well, they're women. When did we get to the place that. Gracious. I'm going to let you say that about your kind. When did we get to the place, though, in society where the police officers. A police officer shooting someone who's attacking another human being with a knife is a bad guy. And when did we get to the place that a 15-year-old girl wielding a knife, threatening to kill people and lunging at their throats, she's a saint? When did we get to that place in society? I don't know. I do Because in part, the movies we watch, because in movies we watch, they give lots and lots of backstory to understand the individual so that when an out when something bad occurs in that individual's life or they choose to do something wrong, you have empathy for them. But, Therefore, whoever but, comes against them doesn't understand. Therefore, they are viewed But see, tyranny as the bad of guys. empathy is one of the biggest problems we have in this world. Yes, I said that out loud. Empathy can be bad. It can be. And not only do I think empathy can be bad, I think more often than not, you're ready for it, empathy is bad. Yes. It's not my job to figure out how you feel and then determine whether or not something is good, bad, or ugly. No, uh-uh. my it's job is to my job is to look at it objectively from yes. a from an objective standard and determine whether or not it was good, bad, or ugly. Yes. If I have to figure out how it made you feel first, which is what empathy is, is understanding mm-hmm. the emotions of the person involved. If I can't have an objective opinion without first going through the hierarchy of empathy then your standard for an objective opinion is what's broken. Yeah, there is no right or wrong because it all it all gives you yeah. through the I lens of I don't care how the cop felt. Yeah. I don't care how Micaiah Bryant felt. I don't care how the person she might stab felt. I don't care how the bystanders felt. I don't care how the news media felt. I care was the officer doing his job preserving the rights of a citizen of this country and defending them from potential harm being engaged in by someone conducting criminal activity. That's what I care about. Yes, because that's that I'm not gonna say it's the black and white of it all, but that that's even in the gray areas, you have to stop and go, what was going on? And well, was what was even, going on wrong? And even was it with stopped? The, even with the black of the white. So so take this. This is a white police officer who shot oh, a Oh, I didn't know all that. He is a white police officer who shot a black girl. Okay. So here's the question. So a black person is committing a crime. Mm-hmm. They are committing a violent a crime, violent crime. Yes. assaulting, possibly attempting to murder another mm-hmm. human being. A white person 
stops them from doing this in a way that kills them. So the white person mm-hmm. kills the black person committing the crime. Mm-hmm. How is that racist? And, and if your answer is, well, because the cop is white and the other person is black and they're an oppressed minority, then stop it. Get your head out of the intersectionality clouds. Yes, remove exactly. the critical race theory from your brain and think of things from an objective standard, which is scripture. This is – we're going to do a little um, – this is a little inside baseball here. Okay. This is why sitting in the convention center for Resolution 9 in 2019 in Birmingham, Alabama – I was against identifying critical theory as a useful analytical tool because it isn't. No, it's not. A competing worldview cannot, will not, and is not a a useful analytical tool. Criti- no. Critical theory is a worldview. Mm-hmm. It allows you to take objective facts and strip them of their objectivity and add a subjective unknown element, yeah. which is intent. Yes, you can't. You have no idea what other people's intent are. You have to be objective in right behavior, wrong behavior. Simple as that. And that's where we have to stop going with. We have to stop being empathetic with everything. Yes, it can be sad that bad things in your life led you to to make the choices you made, and therefore that choice got you killed. But that doesn't mean I did or that individual who stopped you did wrong by stopping you from hurting someone. That, that mean, what, what does it say? The, the, take it from the other side. The cop could have lived in an abusive family and was raised in an abusive family and had the same thing day in and day out, threatening of abuse. And, Which is why and we- now they come in this situation and they go into, I want to prevent this from happening to other people. Therefore, I stop it. Well, now we have empathy on both sides. No one's the good guy. No one's the bad guy. Which is why you can't look at things from a subjective place. You have to look at them objectively and just look at what you know. Yes. The minute you get to the place, and you and I have had this conversation for years now. Mm -hmm. The minute you get to the place that you are imparting motive as the determining factor or intent on another human being, you're in a bad place. Because what you're trying to do is stand in the place that only God can stand and do things that only God can do and say, that's the reason. Now, can I assume that's the reason? Yes. Can I guess if that's Mike calling you? He just tried to call me. Oh, okay. So, I'll get it. Take a time out. I will ramble. Go right ahead. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, don't you love when life gets in the way? Maybe something wrong, maybe not. But this becomes a question, though. When you have the idea that I'm going to determine motive based upon arbitrary characteristics, and, and let's be honest. You ready? I'm going to say something controversial here. Skin color is an arbitrary characteristic this is the old um i think it's an old chris rock joke well he happens to be black well yeah that's actually how this works you just happen to have god had to be placed in that family god has placed you in that family but you have no control of it you happen to be white you happen to be asian you happen to be native american you happen to be um, I don't even know what's 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 the politically correct term for the people that live in the Arctic Circle now. I can't keep up with all the politically correct terms. They all change by the week, it seems like. That is not a defining characteristic. Your skin color shouldn't be a defining characteristic for you. If it is, you're the racist. If my defining characteristic is my whiteness, I'm a racist. If I'm proud of being white, I'm racist. Just like if I'm proud of being black or Hispanic or Cuban – I'm racist. Now, look, be proud of your country if your country has done good things. But being proud of an arbitrary characteristic such as what you look like and what color your skin is is ridiculous. It's not just ridiculous. It's dumb. And what's the rule? 
don't do dumb things. I'm trying to stall for camera to get back in case you didn't notice. I'm trying to avoid. We have, apparently this is the new thing as we sit down to to talk about the news of the world and, and people want to call and talk to us, stop by them, visit and do all sorts of fun things. <clears throat> so either way, we have to be able to stand objectively and look at the facts because if we don't, if we don't, we are going to end up in places that we do not want to end up and do things that we do not want to have to do. An example of having to deal with things you don't want to deal with and go with places you don't want to go, because Cameron is back now, so we can move on to story number two. I I'm love back. how these lead together. <laughs> well, good. Okay. You ready? Yes. Cops are on the run. They're on the run. They're on the run. Following the defund the police movement and the abolish the police movement, Constant negative coverage of law enforcement by the media, anti-police sentiment becoming mainstream, and the threat of riots have contributed to a police shortage across the country. Who would have thunk it? Exactly. I'm not surprised. <laughs> if you're not wanted, eventually we'll go somewhere else. The Philadelphia Police Department currently has 268 vacancies and is expecting even more shortages in the near future. Mm. Neighboring New Jersey is facing a recruiting is facing a recruiting crisis, according to Pat Colligan, president of the New Jersey State Policemen's Benevolent Association. Mm-hmm. Colligan said that recent notorious police-involved deaths of citizens such as George Floyd, Tamir Rice, and Breonna Taylor have impacted recruiting efforts. Wait, do you hear the number? <clears throat> okay. Every action has a reaction. When you vilify every police officer for every bad police officer's decision, people don't want to take the job anymore. It's been a very trying and difficult time to put on the badge every day. Um, Colonel Patrick Callahan, the acting superintendent of the New Jersey State Police, so same same place, said the state's largest police agency received received a historically low number of applications this year. In some years, the New Jersey State Police would usually receive between 15,000 to 20,000 applicants. Wow, that's a lot of applicants. This year, they received 2,023 as of Thursday. Ooh. <coughs> Ow. Wow. 10% what they normally receive. Barely. The Baltimore... Well, everybody's getting a job at least. <laughs> the Baltimore City Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 3 said there were recruitment and retention issues, which prompted the topic of closing police districts. Oh, that's not good. Our patrol numbers are now below 700 officers, which is about three to 400 below what is needed. Mm. This creates huge safety issues for our officers and for the citizens of Baltimore, to which all God's people said, duh. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And every time I hear about this, all I ever hear in response is, we need more social workers and caseworkers to go out there and deal with it. When a woman is dealing, wielding a knife, is that caseworker going to put on Kevlar vest and go out there and pretend like she's going to stop? Or he? Do you want to know one of the most scared I've ever been in my life? Sure. I was doing a student teaching assignment at Western Harnett High School outside of, well outside of Lillington, North Carolina. It's a lovely school district. Yeah. Um, my supervising teacher was Mr. Shaw. Mm-hmm. I think his actual name was Tommy Shaw, but he wasn't the guitar player from Sticks. <laughs> like they kind of look like him with a goatee, though. So maybe it was. Mm, maybe. So anyway, he had retired and had been brought back because they didn't have enough teachers. That happened. So he was yeah. a nomad. He, when he retired, he lost his classroom. So he had a projector cart that he put all his stuff on and went from classroom to classroom for his schedule. Gotcha. He had thirty-five years of classroom experience. So I was teaching first period U.S. history under his supervision in a science lab. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, the long tables because it's a lab. It's no, 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 no. They had desks. We had um, we had room in the classroom for about twenty to twenty-five desks. I had thirty-five students in first period. Oh, <laughs> I literally could not walk down the aisles. That's not good. No, you couldn't. So he sat in the back, and I was in the front, and you literally couldn't walk down the aisles. And it, above me was a giant TV mounted to the ceiling, and behind me was um, one of the a big lab table. I mean, uh-huh. it was meant to have classroom space and other room, and then lab tables for the demonstrations. And yeah, yeah. And it adjoins the lab classroom behind us. Mm-hmm. So there was a so you walked into the classroom from a door, and on the opposite side wall there was another door that led to the adjoining classroom. Okay. And one day I'm teaching, and he's in the back. And we hear this yelling from the adjoining classroom. I mean, like screaming, kid, be just losing their minds. Okay. So I didn't think about the adjoining door because it was opposite the corner. So it was behind me to my left, and I was only about six feet from the door to the hallway on my right. Mm-hmm. So we told the class stop, and I went out the door on the right. Okay, turned. You, you went into the hallway. Went into the hallway, took three steps, and then went into the door to the next classroom. Yes, okay, I'm, I know the layout, gotcha. He went up the side wall because he could squeeze by and went through the adjoining room. I should have known what he did because when I walked into the classroom, I walked in between and stood directly in between two 16-year-old girls who were cursing and spitting at each other. Oh, yeah, girls are mean. And my only thought was, if they go at it, the only thing to stop them is me, and I am going to get so clawed. I'm going to look like I was attacked by a mountain lion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, girls are, they are mean, they are vicious, and then when we do actually attack, and I say we because I'm a girl. These are your people. These are my people. When we will hold it in and we will collect it enough to where when we do explode, it ain't like guys. They get mad, throw a punch, and everybody's happy five minutes later. No, we will hold it for years, and when we explode, they weren't armed. And I turned into, if you had walked in, which I'm sure the librarian got a good kick out of this because the algebra teacher who was teaching in the class had no idea what was going on, had no idea what to do. I was suddenly like in the middle of the lion taming ring at the circus. I was like, I was low and wide with my arms out, like, all right, everybody calm yeah. down. And finally the librarian came across the hall and literally just like grabbed one of the girls Separate. and ran her out into the hallway. Yeah, yeah. When it but comes to girls, that's what you gotta do. As they long as you can see each other, we're, they weren't fight. armed 16-year-old girls. Like if you said t- you gotta take a 16-year-old girl in a fight, am I worried? No. Two of them the against argue, each other? But my, my point, though, is they weren't even that at it yet to where they uh-uh. had thrown punches or anything. That librarian pulled that girl out into the hallway and got cursed for literally 10 minutes. Yeah. That librarian's like, I'm trying to help you. And I mean, just like the stream of obscenities. And like, there was no calming no. that girl down. The only reason no. that fight stopped is because she grabbed the girl and they couldn't fight anymore because they'd been separated. Yeah, they're no longer visual. They can no longer see each other. Yeah. As long as we can see each other, we will. So I, I, yeah. I, I tell you yeah. that story because I asked. So the social worker arrives on the scene. There's a group of people gathered around, hooting and hollering, yelling insults, cursing at each other. One girl is on the ground having been thrown down and kicked by some dude. And another girl is now attacking her with a knife. What, pray tell, is the social worker supposed to do to de-escalate that situation? I have no idea. You can't. Turn the lights off and on like it's kindergarten? People think we're, high school is a reflection of real life. It is not. There are no walls. There are no cinder blocks, that, walls that you can separate people. There is not this massive group of people who all agree with everything you say. When you get out into I the mean, real world, you come to face to face. There, There is sometimes, nothing. I think sometimes we just have to acknowledge that. Talking Peace doesn't always ke- work. Keeping law and order in a sinful world. Hiring sinful people to do this job is in and of itself messy. Yes. These people on both sides of the process 
need prayer and support. I mean, a mm-hmm. big thing in churches for years has been, hey, we need to start a prison ministry because these are the most broken of society. And look, I have I no issues disagree. with, I have no, exactly. no problems. I've been involved on the, on the fringe ends of, of a few of them. Mm-hmm. No problems with prison ministry. How many ministries to police officers are there? I'm, I'm serious. Other than like they hire a chaplain or there's one in the town or something like that. But how many churches, like it's their ministry to, to reach out and evangelize and give counsel to the cops? I'm is, willing to bet it's not as many as you'd think. Probably the same amount that's just going on with our veterans and our guys coming home from war, our military. I mean, this is probably the same, which is hardly any. The pu- the public sector cannot help when you ha- when you are thrown into the brokenness in order to prevent the it from getting worse and to kind of try to keep the peace, to bring resolution to brokenness. When you are constantly the one being thrown into it. And you have to leave that every day to go back to your normal house. And then you turn around the next day and you're getting thrown back into another broken situation. It wears on you. And you've got to have counsel. And no, you're right. I don't know of any for and police is, as well as our military. This is my complaint. Is Sometimes you have to acknowledge that bad things happen in the world. Yes, they because do. Because bad people are involved in everything. And if we're not careful with how we deal with the bad things... We create the unintended consequences like we want our streets to be safer, so get these murderous cops off the street. Look, if there's a bad cop, get them off. off the street. Yes, exactly. But don't do it in such a way that you make it impossible for quote-unquote good people and good cops to be mm-hmm. involved in the process. That doesn't do anybody any good. What no. you've just done is made everybody unsafe. So again, both sides of these equations need prayer and support. And again, yes. Christian, I'm not telling you be all in for, you know, back to blue or blue lives matter. I'm not because bad people do bad things and bad people sometimes wear badges. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, make sure you're evaluating it objectively, not based on what happened to you when you were 17 and you had that interaction one time with a cop, not based on, you know, what happened when your mother had to deal with a police officer, not based on any of that, good, bad, or ugly, but based on what happened. Yes, step we, outside and look at what happened. Because we've said before, Lou and I have talked about this. Go back and find the episode on government from last year. Police in this country is literally like government's only biblical job. Mm-hmm. Government's job mm-hmm. is to protect its citizens, which means internationally you have a military to defend the borders, and domestically you have a police force to ensure righteousness and uphold the laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, who am I supposed to call in this world? Who am I supposed to call when someone tries to kill me? I'm actually supposed to call on my government. That's their job to do yeah, is to protect me. To protect my when life. When someone's trying to steal my stuff or someone has stolen my stuff, it is my job. I actually am supposed to biblically call the government. Mm-hmm. That's their job is to protect these things and to take care of that. I'm not supposed to take vengeance into my own hands. I'm supposed to allow God's ordained entities to do that. And in a nation, that ordained entity by God is the government. The government. So mm-hmm. literally – Military and police are the government's only biblically God-ordained jobs. So to say they shouldn't do it is to actually say God got it wrong. And I don't think we understand that and think through that. Now, again, does that mean we always support the police officers? No. No. There are times – go back and listen to what Lou and I just talked about yesterday. We talked about wives, obey your – submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. That has qualifications. Yes, it does. So obeying your government has has qualifications. qualifications. So again, I'm not saying you're always on the side of the police, but at the same token – that's, they exist for a reason. They are ordained by God. So let's figure out how do we talk about this righteously and mm-hmm. how do we discuss issues in a way that will bring about actual justice. Yes. 
Exactly. Exactly. You you can't you cannot as my uncle who was in Highway Patrol, he, he's a retired Highway Patrol officer for the state of North Carolina. My uncle once said, "You cannot go in with the shotgun approach to every situation. Just we're just going to You almost can't go into any situation you, with that. Yeah, you're just going to when you shoot a shotgun, it's not one pellet. It is a whole bunch of them at one time come out in a mass spread. As opposed with a, a pistol or rifle which is just one shell or one bullet. But when the shotgun is a mass spread, you cannot do that. Because when you do, you're going to take out all the good as well as the bad. We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater is another way of saying it. When you have a bad... Challenge accepted. (laughs) When you have a bad cop, what we have to do is the cops that point out they're wrong, we have to support them and not do the other, go the other opposite and just get rid of all of them. We have to support the good cops (laughs) and point out the bad ones and deal with the one individually. And that's the problem. We're trying to do shotgun approach and we can't. Right, let's We're going to fin- hurt everybody. Let's finish up with something fun because I just finished my apple cider and now I'm sad. Oh, you didn't realize you were finishing it, did you? No. Oh, no. isn't that ser- the that. worst thing ever? Like one more sip. Oh, that was mind. That was warm and yummy. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for some good old fashioned hypocrisy? Mm. Hypocrisy. Yes. Okay. The Oscars are under assault. Who, the Oscar, I think Oscar the Grouch when you first said that. Sorry. No, not the Oscar. <laughs> Secu- You're at Hollywood. Security okay. fencing was erected around the perimeter of Union Station in downtown Los Angeles on Sunday to provide protection for the Hollywood elite and the Academy Awards ceremony. Union Station was cordoned off with fencing and the entrances were also blocked with security guards for additional measures. What are they protecting him from? Union Station is typically home to a high population of homeless people. Yet the city of Los Angeles forced those city dwellers to move from their temporary uh, digs in order to make room for the Oscars. The city moved the homeless under the alleged threat of destroying their belongings if they failed to comply. (laughs) That... Is horrendous. There is mm, there talk, is nothing nice I can say. Talk about brokenness mm. in society. Yeah, homelessness is an evidence of brokenness. Yes, it you're is. talking about a. And again, don't be mad at me. I've been engaged again, just like I've been engaged on the fringes of some prison ministries. I've been engaged in some fringes and some direct with homeless ministries to homeless. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a criminal element in that community. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a high drug use in that community. You're talking about a high mental illness rate in that community. This yes. is the broken of the broken of society. Yes. Is is the is the homeless population. Not all of them. No, not all of them. No. But by by comparison to the regular population, oh yeah. Yeah, percentage wise. Oh yeah. yes. There, there's so, a lot of brokenness there. My question is, I wonder who had the brilliant idea to be like, hey, let's go to this one place with all the homeless people and clear them out. And then we'll erect some fences and hire a bunch of armed guards to protect us so that we can look fabulous. So that the Melissa Rivers will talk well about us on the E network. If she still does that. Yeah, I don't know if she does that or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean you So talk that I can about get the, likes on Twitter. I mean, you when you like you said, you look at the homelessness and you see the broken the 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 most broken, the broken, the most broken of broken. I mean, they, when you break a glass and you have all your big pieces, then you have your little shards, and then you have the little microfiber dust. That's what they are. They are the broken of the broken. And the point and of that is they get lost on the carpet and lost on our sight. Exactly. And then you have somebody come along and want to do that. How much more? They're they're microscopically broken. 
there is no putting that person back together. Whoever decided to do this. I think it goes to show you that a bully is a bully. Is a bully. Is a bully. Whether they are rich yeah, or whatever. Whatever. I just it saw that. Matter. I'm going. That's now, just isn't, cruel. Now, isn't Hollywood the ones telling us how how borders are evil and fences don't work? Yes. And aren't they the ones telling us that guns are bad and that the cops need to be defunded? Yes. So the first thing they did when they had to have an event was put up a border, put up a wall, border wall, and hire cops. armed police officers. <laughs> yes, Holly. That's why I don't like. Yes, there are movies it's astounding the double stand. I mean, There's, that's not just like a yes. little bit of hypocrisy. No. No. That's like swimming in an ocean of hypocrisy. That and is then, asking for God's judgment, and then asking your armed security and the city officials who are catering to you yes. to bully some people on the down and outs even more yeah i'm just like wow like putting salt on a wound an open wound kicking a dog when he's down that's wow. we're talking no which this again, is terrible which again christian is why i say always look at something from an objective standard yeah so do i do i fault them for having a security fence for an event in the middle of a downtown area no well, no do i fault them for having security when they are quote-unquote high value targets and the answer is no. no I don't fault there's that. no. I have no problems with, with with protecting yourself for whatever reason. Do do I fault? Do I fault the city for wanting to not have squatters set up shop in a in an area? Well, no. I no. don't really fault them for not wanting to. But there's a better way of doing that. There is there's a much nicer, more. There's just a better way. Now, do Why I? Why fault- did they just go somewhere else? Wait a minute, especially because it's Union Ugh. Station. So you cleaned out a station, a, a terminal depot, to have an event. It has an event at a train station. Because I don't even know if it's I, I don't know if it's train or bus or what. I don't really care. I'm not a, a Los a, a Los no. Angelian, but anyway, that's my point. Though they couldn't have this at a theater. Uh-huh. So again, I don't fault them for doing any of those things. What I fault them for is the people telling me that borders are bad, fences don't work, guns are evil, and socialism is amazing. Are hiding every are the people who did all of, of those things? Yes, they are socialists That's in action. What bugs me? Yes. That's what bothers me. It's the, hypo- they don't it's even the hypocrisy. See it. I don't have an issue. Look, you want to you want to figure out something to do and get and get the get the, get the homeless cleaned out of Union Station? Fine. There's a humane way to do it. There's, There's a, a kind way. Especially when yes. I just found out this week since I wrote this up that um mm-hmm. the city of Los Angeles in the last year for the numbers that are available spent four hundred twenty five million dollars on homelessness. $425 million mm-hmm. on homelessness. So they made people home. They paid money. Apparently. Maybe that's, that's what where they came like. from. Hey, I mean, move out of your digs. We'll pay you some cash. I mean, for $425 million, I could build like a dormitory and yeah. funds of the food for it. Could, and like the homelessness is done. Like uh, we're done here. They For the last year in particular, all those hotels have been closed down because what the casinos and whatnot. $425 million. That would pay for years worth of homeless. And I think in one year going back, it was over six hundred million dollars. So at some point in the last three years, in two of those years, they have spent a billion dollars. A billion. They spent a billion dollars on trying to solve homelessness. I remember in in, in, in elementary school, we were talking about the amount of money and how you had process how much Mm -hmm. amount of money is. A billion dollars is one thousand dollars a day for one thousand days. That can't be right. You don't think so? That's a million, isn't it? Maybe it's a million. I don't know. It's like 1,000 times 1,000. 1,000 times 1,000 is a million. Okay, a million. So that's it makes it even worse. When I think of that alone, okay, sorry. Yeah. A billion dollars is $1,000 a day Uh for 1,000 days Uh 
for another thousand years. Years. Yeah, basically. You could never, I mean, if you spend a thousand dollars a day for a thousand, for a thousand days or a thousand years, you could not spend. Yeah, a million million dollars dollars is a thousand squared. A billion dollars is a thousand cubed. Cubed. Okay. Gotcha. So that's. That, that's puts in That's how much. A that's thousand a days is uh, just not quite three years, or just yeah. longer than three. Just long, three and three. No, and not three. quite three. Not years. quite three years. Yeah, not quite three years. So if you so, spend a thousand dollars a day for three plus years, you'd, you'd only spe- spend a million. You which would is spend a million dollars. The city of Los Angeles, in, in the in the last couple of years, has spent almost two billion dollars, probably, because we only have numbers for two of those years. So they spent a billion dollars on homelessness. That's a waste. Again, There's not, I mean, for a like billion dollars, I could have built a dormitory somewhere uh-huh. and like grown my own food, bought a herd of cattle that I could sustain and start a community and literally just and yeah literally just build a village within the city and there's no more homelessness you show up we give you a room and we'll cut your steak out i mean that's yeah. pay for electricity in the whole nine yards but yes. now my point is so i have no idea where the money goes i, I don't, don't either <laughs> i'm afraid to even think about it all and again and i don't care that they built the fence i don't care that they hired security and i don't care that they didn't want the homeless people around the party i care that the people who tell me that i'm evil for saying mm-hmm. that all those things could function are the ones doing it, which again goes to show you that sinners sin mm-hmm. in sinful ways. Yes, they do. Every single time. Yep. So, what have we learned here today, children? Ooh, the world's a mess. Bad things happen in our world. Mm-hmm. More bad things will happen in our world. It's and double standards know no bounds. No, they don't. Questions, comments, complaints, send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. You can go to the website, practicaltheologyministries.com. Check out all the resources. Send us information if you have a story you want us to talk about. Send it to us. We'll be glad to. That's half the fun. What are you laughing at? You sound like the Mighty the mighty Machines guy on the commercial when you've, you've said it so rapidly and so quickly. I mean, you can still understand it, but it's like the Mighty Machines guy, who the Mike Micro, I think is what his name was, on the Mighty Machines Hot Wheels <laughs> commercial when I was a little kid at the end. But anyway, yeah, that's what you sounded like. That was just funny. I Sorry. will tell you what my sermon delivery professor in seminary told me. Uh-huh. I don't need to slow down when I talk. You need to listen faster. Ooh, yeah, somebody's touchy, touchy, touchy. Somebody in, somebody in the <laughs> class complained that I talk too fast. And he's like, no, he's not talking too fast. You just need to listen faster. I was like, that's the first person in my life who's ever defended me for talking quickly. <laughs> See, look, we've been going for just over half an hour. Mm-hmm. If I didn't talk as fast as I did, this would be a 45-minute podcast already. Well, just think about did, it. How did this come about? I mean, there's you, the Micro Machines guy, and then there's me, the girl from the South, who takes forever and a day to tell a story. Because no, because once you start talking, you just don't breathe. Uh, that's true, I don't. But so I guess so my daddy's actually had to wait until my mama and her cousin took a breath so they could ask a question to stop them from talking. I've actually seen that's men just in the women. room. I have seen men in that's the room women. leaning in, waiting right. in a conversation right. yeah. to take a deep breath to interject to get their attention for something. So, yeah. So, if you too would like to contribute to the battle of the sexes, send us your stories to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. We'll be happy to review it. Have fun. Look. Truth is truth. The world is busted. (laughs) We try to have fun as we go through it. But again, set your standards according to Scripture because they're the only ones that won't let you down. And they're the only ones that will allow you to objectively understand this world. So until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.